Episode 34, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah? You're a big man. I, I am. Shout out to the big man named He's a Wong. bigger man. Yeah, he's a large man. <laughs> episode 34, Sports Banter, with Mr. Peanut and... The Polar Bear. Hey, look. Another week, another episode... We're chopping it up beforehand. Of course. We had to catch up, you know. My room's remodeled a little bit. It is. And I got frosted cookies here as well. You didn't even mention that. that. Well, you know, I I didn't know if those were for the podcast. I'm I'm attacking 17 cookies on my own. Hey, I don't know. What are you saying about me? I don't... You're... You you got a sweet tooth? What the fuck do you want? Uh, Well, I got a beanie coming up, man. 28. There you go. I mean, oh, okay. you know, you're yeah. growing, yeah. You're growing that's, up. That's the love of you're the You're growing up. From the polar oh, bear. Oh, fuck off. He literally goes, Ugh. When is it? It's uh, the 29th? 27th. Oh, that's, well, that's okay. That's all right. That's we'll take that. That's hey, pretty at least good. I, hey. That's a grace period. You get about... A know, week? Yeah, I'll it's give a fucking a, week. Don't a act week. like it's two or three days. It's a fucking week. I'll give a week grace period. But, but yeah, I didn't um, know this was, you know... The Mr. Peanut Birthday right. Podcast. Yeah, no, you're getting, was, you're getting quizzed early. I don't fuck getting attacking me for the cookies, attacking me for the. I'm just fucking, seeing where you're at. What are you doing for your birthday? Let's go into that. Yeah, well, let's talk about it, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> um, do we want to? I mean, sure. I mean, okay. we might as well. well. No, is it football related? It's definitely football related. Oh yeah, Look, then fucking dive into it, baby. Yeah, we're gonna flip topics because we do whatever we want. Um, I'm going to Cleveland. Oh, very nice. Everyone's, you know, vacation spot that they pick. It's like Oahu, Cleveland, you know, Cleveland. Cleveland obviously. is definitely so a higher tier. That's what I'm doing. Cleveland because Bears Browns, me and the Downing men oh. had decided after a night of debauchery drinking that uh you know, see, sometimes good ideas come from of that course, type of, of course. uh Interaction. Well, and it's it's sport related, so it's gonna right. happen. So, so we're sitting around my you know living room like five years ago, and I honestly think Doc was like had this great idea, but it was like this will never happen type thing. But yeah. we're just gonna talk about this in the moment because like I'm feeling good. Of and, course. Uh, wouldn't this be awesome? The liquid courage is there. Unfortunate for him, however, well, actually very fortunate for him that I took that very seriously and was like. No, we're going to do that 1,000%. And So what was this? Doc was... immediately was all in. So every year, we go to a Bears game in a different away stadium. So That's fucking we're great. At the very beginning of it, we've been to Denver, New York, Giants, um, Chicago, obviously, and I think, and Jacksonville last year, which was That's... one of the only places that could have fans for COVID, which was a unique experience in itself. And mm-hmm. Jacksonville is an odd duck, I'd like it to is. say. But I'll definitely remember the COVID year. So now this year we're going to Cleveland. That's awesome. That's, hey, to the one of the biggest sports fan family <laughs> that <Right>. I know. That's <laughs> We're holding true to the name. Exactly. That That's the Downing Clan move there, yeah, that if is you will. Downing that's awesome, move. though. So we're going, I'm going on Friday morning. We're going with. Uh, one of my buddies, Sam Haggerty, you've met plenty of times, uh-huh. and his dad, who's from Cleveland. Oh shit! And his girlfriend. So we're doing, a, and my uncles and cousins will be there. Shout out to them. Didn't leave you out. No. <laughs> so it sounds like so, it's going to be a true uh, yeah. clan waking. And look, 
I don't know shit about Cleveland, but I want to figure it out. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And very much like Jacksonville, I'm going to dive in head first, hey. and they will remember me Let's put it when this I go way. back on the point. They know. <laughs> they love football over there, so you'll be in hog heaven, if you will. So, yeah, getting into the game, it couldn't have worked out better for me because the whole lead up to this, like we've been texting me and my fam and Sam, I'm like, I Really don't want to see Andy Dalton as the starting quarterback at that point because I know that song and dance. And, you know, I'm not rooting for anybody to get injured, but he just so happened to get injured. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Justin Fields is making his first start at quarterback. Um, so you buying a Fields jersey or what? Absolutely not. Okay. And I think that's my <laughs> first and foremost point. I don't want to be, like, the pessimistic fan, have that type of outlook. And I'm going to go in hoping that he has a career day, but I think the realist in me is like, first of all, we just experienced the wave of support to Mitch Trubisky and like, oh, he's our guy because we picked a number two. Mm-hmm. And then that didn't work out, not really due to his fault, but it just didn't work out. Yep. So I think, uh, you know, in his debut game, I love Justin Fields' mentality. He's definitely ready for the moment mentally. Uh, game plan-wise, I think it's going to be – He's going to be challenged early and often. I mean, the defense is, they're going to come after him mm-hmm. and force him to beat them with his arm and, you know, mind, really. So that's going and to be the a, challenge, and we'll see if he's that type of guy. You know, know, he's a mobile quarterback, too. I mean, right. he's pretty quick. I think that I think that kind of assists him. I think what also, you know, with that being said, of course, you know, the atmosphere of the game, being you're close to your birthday, if you will, you know, just getting all that, that's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. I love that. But down to the game, um, I agree with you in that sense. Uh, I do think that there is going to be a learning curve for a starting off mm-hmm. a defense versus, yeah. uh, you know, versus Justin Fields' first game versus, you know, ones versus ones, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be pretty, like you, like you said earlier, it's going to be a huge learning curve. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of pressure. I think the, you know, you know, I think people will hate me saying this, but I do think that the Browns' defense is pretty darn good, mm-hmm. and I think they can attack very well. I think they played, um, you know, really well in last week, their first week against the, you know, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I thought their defense did very well early on. Um, so I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's awesome that you get to experience it live. I think as a Bears fan mm-hmm. too. Um, you get to kind of, you know, see that hopeful (laughs) switch as a team and, you know, bears, bears fans have gone through it, um, as many teams have, as have the Browns, which are kind of in the same category of repeat quarterbacks, but yeah, they're they're more established obviously than exactly. And Baker, you know, got a little dinged up last week, you know, Mm -hmm. just kind of, but he came back and played, um, which, you know, is pretty cool of him. Thank God. You know, if he didn't a little back, credit there. Wow. Hey, if he didn't come back, he would have been a pussy. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, you know, but um, uh, I thought he was done too. By the way. Yeah. But um, so I, here's it. the difference, I think. And like you, you said, it was going to be a, a if it's a good game, a close game. I think it gives Justin Fields a lot more chance to succeed in this game. Yeah, I agree with that. The other side is if the Bears defense has played last week, they played pretty good. Bengals stink, so I'm not going to give them too much credit. Uh, week one, they played a, a good team, maybe a great team, in the Rams, and got abused. 
So if the if they let the Browns offense kind of like score, 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 and now it's like twenty one nothing, and Fields is out there for the first time, I think that puts him in a brutal position to try to make something happen because now you're pressing for that pass that you probably instinctually are like, ah, it's probably a little mm-hmm. tight, but you throw it anyway. Mm-hmm. Then that turns into a pick, and it only you know it's hard to get. Uh, it's hard to be successful in those situations, even when you're an established quarterback. But, you know, a guy like Rodgers, Wilson, Mahomes, guys who have been there aren't won't have the same anxiety level being no. down early like that than would Justin Fields, who's starting his first game. So I think it's really on the defense to kind of give him a chance to make mistakes and be okay about it because he's going to make mistakes. I mean, it's his first start, regardless of – his talent ability. I mean, there's those, there's those uh, first game jitters, and he wants to do well. He wants to break this Chicago thing, so you know, I think it's really on the defense to give him a little leg room, if you will, mm-hmm. and allow him to get comfortable in the game. And I do like that the game's in Cleveland, and he's an Ohio State guy. I think that kind of gives him another level of comfort. Yep. You know, they're not in the same place, but it's the same state. There probably will be some sort of support for him there in Browns fans. Not too much, but still an Ohio State guy. So, um, yeah, I guess that's where I'm at. I think what's going to help him, and I, I, I agree with everything you said, and I think the biggest thing that we're kind of coming, eh, both coming to head about this game is the Bears defense needs to get four and outs for the Browns. They need yeah. to just make them – punt the fucking football to give Justin Fields enough and the Bears offense enough opportunities to get comfortable. You know, Make even it that if, type of game. Exactly. Even if it's just three and out, yeah. at least Justin Fields is working on passes. You know, he's handing the ball off. If he needs to move a little bit, it's, it's that repetition of like, okay, we're moving. We can do this. We're doing things right. We're doing some things wrong. But again, it's, it's, it's that Bears defense. Play your ass off to give your quarterback the opportunity to make plays, but also, like you said, that leg room and that buffer to be comfortable. And right. I think that I mean, shit, it's gonna be a good game. So it's, you know, I can only hope. Yeah, we, I haven't been to any Bears blowouts yet. They've all actually been really good games that That's we've good. been to. Um, even the one in the one in Denver was a last second game winning field goal, mm-hmm. which the Bears never make. So that was wild. <laughs> Check out Doc at Doc Downing for that celebration. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm just excited to cross another city off the list. And, hey, if I don't return to Cleveland afterward, that's just how it goes. But I'm excited for the trip. Going back, let's go back in time now to last week, Sunday night, uh, the Ravens-Chiefs game, which uh, if you've been following Ravens-Chiefs in the past, the Chiefs have always got the last laugh, so to speak, versus Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. so... New going into it, this is a big, big game for the Ravens. One, so they don't start 0-2, and two, that they can match up with, you know, the Chiefs, who are the top of the AFC year in, year out. So, uh, absolutely incredible game. Um, My first thought on this is the Chiefs are just an unbelievable team. Because every time, and this isn't just this game, but every time that they're matched up and you see, like, Let's say it's Chiefs Rams, like Chiefs probably put up like forty. And we talked about that last year too, how their offense is just they are able to score at will with all of their weapons and what have you. Yes. So I think any game that they're in, like they I guess the easiest way to put it is that they're one of the most 
like consistent favorites that I've ever seen a team play, and that yeah. that goes to show like how that team's built and everything. But um, just wanted to put that out there originally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree. I think, you know, I think what comes with that is the continuity of the Chiefs' offense and defense and coaching staff. Yeah, and just having totally those agree. guys in the clubhouse, you know, in the in you know, just around and just building this. Let's get the shit that we, you know, let's get the shit that we can do very well. Let's get it down. And let's focus on that. And let's focus on that. And then force them to beat us that way. Exactly. And then let's throw in wrinkles. Mm -hmm. Like we'll throw in some wrinkles. I mean, to me, I think if you watch, you know, the Chiefs play, they don't do a lot of crazy shit. But what they have versus other teams is so many threats Mm -hmm. on their offense and it's just you look at it and you go fuck man i mean we're gonna get beat somewhere yeah you know i want to ask you this because uh, i thought this was really interesting the ravens and uh you know sunday night football was focused on this too the ravens were double covering triple covering tyree kill throughout the entire game basically we're saying this guy's not going to beat us. So, you know, that allowed Mahomes to dish it everywhere. And I was watching. I'm like, well, I get that Tyreek Hill hasn't done anything, but they're still, like, being able to dump it off. But the Ravens end up winning the game, which we'll get into. But do you think, you know, that type of strategy is going to be something that teams implement going forward? or I, I do think know, I so. Know. But I think what happens is... Okay, so I... I, I while you were talking about this, and I'm actually glad you brought it up because it was actually what I was thinking about while watching the game is yeah. Tyreek is being covered, you know, he's, like you said, triple, double, whatever you want to yeah. call it. I mean, that's it was their... clear, very clearly the game plan. Yes. It's like we're going to bubble everywhere and make sure there's four sets of – or two sets of eyes on him. And I think with that being said, I think Tyreek Hill for Patrick Mahomes is a crutch. Mm-hmm. And it's just – He's your deep crutch. He's your quick crutch. He's the guy that it's just like, you know, he's, you know, I'm using this, you know, similarity loosely, but he is the Randy Moss to the Chiefs offense right sure. now. Yeah. And it's like, I think can it's I, fair. yeah, I can throw it. I can fucking throw it to him. And, you know, I, if I throw it up and he's beating someone, he's going to fucking catch it. Meaning, and just to further that point is like if he's one-on-one and i'm in trouble i'm just gonna chuck it downfield and i think I even Mahomes said that after in a post game week one yeah. he's like yeah sometimes i just chuck it down there because he's down there somewhere exactly. and i think that's your point with yeah. uh, the randy moss comparison yes it is obviously and different types of yeah, receivers well, but <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's the same concept though of like if it's one-on-one i'm gonna take my guy over here exactly so what i mean i think what the ravens did was and i, I like how you said it we're gonna have two sets of eyes on him but also we're going to take away that opportunity right. of a deep threat or even just a quick threat, right. you know? And and I, I do, I'm, you know, it's funny that we're talking about Randy Moss and, um, you know, I think it was, uh, I think it was Bill Belichick. There's a pregame where they're working out and Bill Be- or, uh, Chad Ochocinco comes up and he, and Bill Belichick says, hey, we're double covering you all night. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I mean, wide receivers know that and, you know, quarterbacks, think about it. If you've been game planning it all week, we're not, I'm not game planning that Tyreek's going to be double covered all game. Right. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be game planning of him being, you know, 
man or even in the zone that just right. is like, all right, we can work with the pockets or the windows, if you will. And, right. you know, I, I, I love the question. I, I, I do think that maybe it's a lot it's – a, it's another strategy that defenses are going to play for Kansas City. Will it work as well as what the Ravens did? I don't think so because now the Raven or excuse me, the Chiefs offense is now working that. Like mm-hmm. how can we get Tyreek involved or how can we pull Tyreek away to get our guys more, you know, downfield and then now they start coming over here. You gotta have that balancing act, yeah. right? In defense. Exactly. So I, I, I think it's a great question. I think it's gonna be interesting to see how people defend Chiefs from now on, but again, it's the NFL. Shit changes so quick. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's week to week. Sometimes day to day with how shit's changing. It's just, and and I think that's what we love about the NFL as well. I yeah, mean, football. Absolutely. It's <laughs> it's the top minds of the sport. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And I think next week we'll see Tyree Kill. You know, maybe getting a jet sweep or just different ways to get him involved. But he's too good of a player for the Chiefs and Andy Reid to be like, all right, we'll just allow that to happen every week. Because yeah, the first game of the season he had like 180 yards. And then it goes to 19 yards. So there's a constant change and what have you. But And I, I think that's a game plan, too. Maybe you set up 15 plays where you tell Tyreek, like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, you're going to get dicked here. You're going to be our, you're yeah. our decoy. Right. And we're going to just – or you do it situational, right? Like, you're third and 10. Tyreek, just do a fade, get you mm-hmm. double covered, and then we have somebody come underneath. Like, right. Or a you, double move or something. Exactly. Yeah. You, have, you have multiple ways, and that's what – you know, it's – that that's the deeper part of football. If we if we right, really want exactly. to get into the weeds of it, <laughs> that's the deeper part of football of the strategization of. And I don't even know if that's a fucking word. I think it is. Okay, we'll cool. take it. You know, of coaches, <laughs> but also like opposing coaches. Right. Right. Like if you know, Patrick's a defensive minded guy. I'm an offensive minded guy. Although I fucking love defense. And you know, how am I now combating? how am i playing this chess game because essentially that's what it is man and it's fucking crazy yeah that's i think that's like the most awesome part about it because both both sides have their guys and everyone knows that you can see it on film yeah it's very obvious to see who's the guy and then you know some teams make the drastic measure of tyree kill is not going to be a tonight and they you know cover him like white on rice but yeah, and just to touch on that too, and I I know we haven't talked about it yet, but the Monday night thing with Eli and Peyton, oh, yeah. I mean, have you watched any? <laughs> no, of that I yet? haven't. Honestly, I, haven't. I I will say if for for you and I and the the fan, and fuck, we should get royalties for this or something like a bonus or something, <laughs> but for you and I and the fan that likes and knows the deeper level of right. football. Eli and Peyton are actually talking about like what do they see? What do they yeah. see? But also, and his strategy as a quarterback. You know, the, uh, who's the Monday night game? It was Lions. Uh, no, Lions, Lions Packers. Packers. Yep. And you know, I think the Lions were driving before the half. It may have been the Packers, but whatever. But Peyton is like, why are they take? Why are they? Why are they taking so long? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it was the Lions. It was Lions. They were tra- they were moving down, you know, and they were trying to score before the half. They had, like, a minute left. I think maybe a, maybe a little over a minute and a half. And you're listening to Peyton and Eli. Like, that's why are they right. taking so long? They're taking too long. You're, you're wasting 20 seconds off the clock. It's just that deep mindset of one of a great quarterback, two great quarterbacks. Hall of Fame, Peyton. Yeah. I'm not sure if Eli's Hall of Fame, but won Super Bowls. Exactly. And then you have... Teams. And then you have, you know, we're relating it to the, I'm, I'm trying to relate this to Kansas City and the Ravens is, and just that deeper level, right. and we're kind of, you know, it's kind of getting in the weeds, if you will, 
but we're talking about that that deeper level and how teams are constantly trying to combat their you know opponent right. every week and i think on the other side of that which is also relating to this game is teams are always trying to find ways to eliminate lamar jackson's yeah. impact on the game exactly and that was not the case in this game because he went off um yeah. he started the game with a pick six but love how he responded like immediately and was you know knowing how big this game is for them to not be uh oh and two to start because mm-hmm. you know there's some crazy percentage where it's like Six percent of teams who start zero and two actually make the playoffs, and then one and one is much higher. Yeah. So it was a big game in that respect of analytics, but um, you know, going off of guys that you have to scout for and whatever, uh, Lamar put the team on his back in that game, and you know, he set an NFL record for had a hundred yard and two rushing touchdown yeah. performance, and then two hundred yards passing, and I think a touchdown. But anyways, he's making plays and. He's making the Chiefs, you know, have to dictate, like, where is he going to go, what's he going to do, instead of the receivers and other guys on that team, which opens that stuff up. Um, And I think that's when we get to the playoff level and this, you know, mindset that we're talking about. That's what teams try to figure out how to kind of bring Lamar Jackson to be a pocket passer. But you really can't, is what we're figuring out. He's way too damn fast. And uh, it was, you know, shown again on Sunday. I mean, I think week one, Lamar was just like, fuck. Like, and yeah, I got to run. And yeah, I I think I I really like what you said about putting the team on his back. And I think we've talked about, you know, Lamar and his influence on the NFL and also on other Mm -hmm. defenses. And I think from our perspective, and again, I'm generalizing this for both of us, but I think from our perspective, we're waiting for Lamar to finally make that push Mm -hmm. of you are a super quarterback and you are going to be able to drive a team to a Super Bowl to a you know a division championship what have you and let's see it you know and Mm -hmm. I think I think with what he did against Kansas City showed us Lamar you have the attributes to do this I mean I'm talking again generalizing for both of us but we saw what Lamar can do, and it's like, dude, just mm-hmm. you have a team yeah. around you that trusts you. don't have you. to be put in a box, which I don't think no. he's thinking either. But maybe sometimes he's like, oh, I don't want to run too much or whatever. But on a completely side note, I just think it's so interesting. You know, Lamar Jackson was the last pick in the first round, hmm. and it was it's just a classic situation where, like, this guy is ultra successful in college by playing his specific brand of football. Yeah. And then people think you know scouts and whatever people think that once you get to that next level like oh you can't do that anymore and he's still doing it yeah on a like very highly productive level yes where he's beating one of the best teams in the nfl because of him uh you know other guys on the ravens contributed but without lamar jackson playing as he plays you don't get that type of output and you don't beat one of the best teams in the nfl by one taunting in the nfl this year um and the first two weeks we've seen a lot of Taunting penalties. And a lot of this stuff, I'd say 98% of this stuff is total bullshit, in my <laughs> opinion. Um, look, I, I hate to be like so like one-sided about it. Don't, but don't hate that. Be one-sided. I am. This is our podcast. Because... <laughs> we can be fucking one-sided as much as we want. But there, like, there's so much substance to like, why this is stupid, though. One, football if you've never played it, is one of the most like highly 
passionate and yes. intense games yes. you could ever play. Completely agree. There is so much going on within yourself, within your opponent. Uh, it's really hard to describe, actually. Mm-hmm. But when I played, I loved that shit. Like, I grew up watching Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Um, I mean, those are the guys that stick out to me that you know, physically and verbally expressed how, you know, if you make a great play, you should be able to celebrate that shit. Because it's hard, first of all. And it's fun, second of all. And it's not about putting that guy down at all. And I think that's the discrepancy in this bullshit. I'm not sure what the NFL is thinking on their side because I think it's all monetarily based. Like, how can we get the most people to watch? And I think that's what their, like, their mentality is of like, oh, we should cut that down so it looks cleaner. Football is not clean. Football no. is not clean at all. No. So, look, if you try, you can't eliminate emotion from the game. That was my favorite part about it. That's yes. what drew me to it as a kid. Um, and look, I was doing the Ray Lewis shit when I was like seven years old because it just, look, I, I, there's actually no words for it because it's something that's inside you that's only brought out in the actual game on the actual field. When you're on that field, you can be a different person. You can express yourself in a different way that you can't outside of the field. So I think it's ridiculous that you would try to eliminate that type of excitement. And really it's instinctual. It's not like I'm going to, if I tip this pass, if I get this sack, like I'm going to do this. Like it just happens. I, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. Love, you feel what, that heat? love what the peanuts said. I, 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 completely I play agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, th- this is, this is my whole thing. And uh, you brought it up and you said, you know, it, it's, so this is how I see it is taunting is a part of every sport. Mm-hmm. with football and if you've played football if you haven't fo- played football but if you've watched football and you know football football is broke is it breaks down into two things on different on multiple levels but one is it's a team goal and yes. then there's an individual goal your individual goal is to beat the man immediately across the ball from you and if i can do something if i get a pick i mean mm-hmm. in your case for defense if I get a pick or a pick six and you, and you get that, I've won the battle and I'm going to mm-hmm. show you I fucking won. And I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to hype myself up. Yeah. It's not... And the team. And the team. Right. But also, it's like, dude, I just worked my ass off. I'm going to go... Fu- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to congratulate myself. And that's what taunting is. If I'm a running back and I just blew through four defenders and I, I got a first down on... Third and ten, mm-hmm. I'm gonna fucking throw yeah. the ball on the ground and go fuck yeah. Yeah. If I'm an offensive lineman, fourth and two, and we need a first down, and it is a critical for, for first down that we need, and I drive my guy five yards off the ball, I'm gonna talk some shit and I'm gonna be mm-hmm. fucking excited. And you know what? The very next play, that defender is gonna come a thousand percent at right. me. And you know what? And if he's gonna he, do the same thing. Exactly. If he beats <laughs> me, guess who's getting the shit talk too? <laughs> me. And you know, I think I the whole monetary and to to get the to get the games cleaner. Um, I haven't really thought about it that way. Um, honestly, I thought it more of just they and and while you were talking about that, it actually gave me this you know mindset of 
I think their goal, quote unquote, is one to make the game a little bit cleaner, but two, just to in 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 line with that clean cleanliness, is just like you made the play, go back to the huddle. And yeah, I, I, I I don't remember who <laughs> had this foot the touchdown celebration where he just put the ball on the ground and yeah, sold, and like he acted like a robot. Yeah, robotly walked back to robot esque. Yeah. walked back to the huddle or to his sideline. That was awesome. That was awesome, <laughs> but also scared the living shit out of me because that doesn't that doesn't show me like the emotions that we love as football. Also, to that point, there's we what was it last season where we had the turnover camera on the field where if you got a yeah. turnover the whole team went over and Right, right. That's right. taunting. Right. At a team level. And and I think just to break this down and, and just to put a fucking nail in the coffin for this, I think the NFL is so blown out of their fucking mind with rules. What to change, yeah. It's like Look, oh my god. We get it. You wanna control the game as much as you can, but you know what? Listen to your fan base. Because right. your fan base is the one that makes you money. Right. And if you don't understand that Big hits. Big hits is not taunting. I, look, I'm all for protecting players. I really am. I, I actually I appreciate where the game has come. And if you mm-hmm. talk to a lot of older players, they one will say like the game has gotten a lot softer, but the game has also gotten a lot yeah, safer. And I agree. And I, I agree. love that. And you know, even coming from a coaching mind of myself, and again at a high school level, not an mm-hmm. NFL level, but the verbiage that I had to change from playing to coaching has been so switched it, it makes me feel better because we're teaching kids out of kids and nfl and college just to protect their bodies for longer longevity yeah. and but again if we break it down the peanut and the polar bear are pissed and i'm NFL, very upset and i got more figure it out <laughs> fuck that's all i have to say about that i so here's another and i don't want to pin it to like a specific group but there is like this oh, pin group it to of, a group. Well, it's like the group of people. Like, I don't know who it is, but like, there's some people that you talk about, like, during a game, and like, uh, if you're with a group or whatever, and some guy makes a play, and he stands up and, you know, is yelling or flexing or whatever, and they just go, you know, why can't he just, like, stand up and go back to the huddle? I hate that shit. You know what would happen? Hate if that, that shit. That person was in my house for a football game. I'm walking over to them, and I'm saying, I'm politely asking you. <laughs> Because I don't need that negativity just, in my home. It's just like, wh- like, what is wrong with showing the emotion of making a great play? It's, I don't understand the mentality. Like, what, what are you trying to watch? Well, like, ABC is probably having some, you know, soap opera on right at the same time. You can watch that, but flip I don't want to watch that. Flip the cards, right? Let's say there weren't, there was no emotion, right? Let's just yeah. let's uh, let's set a scenario up, okay? You and I are just, let's just say we're playing each other, right? And you stop our offense on a, a crucial fourth down. And the fans for, let's just call the Bears, right? The Bears fans go fucking crazy, right? Yeah. Because they just won the game. How is that not taunting on the fan level? Right. Well, and then if you're the fans. Dude, if you want to get really into it, think about it. Fans taunt other fans. Are you going oh, yeah. to go to games? Whoa, Nelly. No, sir. Well, even... This is actually what we talked about with a certain baseball team who shall remain nameless, but when they were walking up the field and I, I'm saying, like, they are showing no emotion, like, it bothers me. Yeah. So imagine if you're the fan base and you're going crazy because you stopped them on fourth and two and the team just like, oh, yeah, 
Yeah, it was a good play. Walked off the field. It's like, wait a sec. We just made a huge play. Like, give us something back. Yeah. It's a whole, like, that's what football is. You're bringing that type of environment together anyway. That's why fans go nuts in the first place. Oh, God. I, I mean, dude. So, I... we're getting very deep now, but. One last thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's, like, 15-yard penalty will change a game. And you're also telling, you know, so this is happening toward the more passionate players. And, you know, there's obviously some celebrations that are too much and, like, you know, like uh, in the Super Bowl, the peace sign did Tyree kill in his face. Like, I loved it. Sure, that's a flag. That's a flag, though. That's okay. Um, I like it. But, you know, you're completely changing the passionate player's like viewpoint of the game where he's thinking, well, shit, I, you know, I'm feeling like I want to act this way, but if I do... So, it's you know, you're changing that guy's mentality. Do you think the NFL will revert the rule? No. Neither do I. Until, and it scares me. Until maybe the end of the year, but there has oh, to be Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Until the end yeah. of the... No, I'm well, just asking maybe. in general. Oh, in like general. right now, they're like, oh, it's going perfect. It's like, what do you mean it's going perfect? Yeah, it's I think... It's going horrible. I, I, again, I, I'm always in the mindset of listening to the fans, and the fans should dictate how things are going, because we're the people that fucking love this shit. And yeah. if we are not... And, you know, <laughs> just change... Stop. Yeah, just change what's going on. Like... I don't know. A warning would be good. Like, hey, man. A warning would be great. Hey, man, look. I can't have you get... I can't have you do all that, but just tone it down a slight bit. A warning is way better than a fucking 15-yard penalty. And to the casual fan, it's actually not the ref's fault. It's deeper than that. It's... You go deeper into whoever creates the rules, commissioner, whatever... They put the rules in place. The refs enforce the rules. So the the rules are already there. Yeah. And then the refs going, well, I mean, by rule, that's a penalty. Yeah. So it's not their prerogative. It's the NFL top, you know, head guys who are behind a large curtain yeah. that don't want to show their Yeah, face. and I, I think referees are, you know, we see some games where, and we talk about it as fans, it's like they didn't call a lot of penalties. And it made, they just let them play. And it's like, oh. Yeah. There's so I much, love that. Well, there's so much bullshit now with legal illegal contact is the worst penalty to ever exist. Yeah. Defensive holding, which sometimes is there, other times is phantom. Like I feel like you're making it harder on the refs with all these rules, extra rules that you're looking after the play. Like you don't even and you got to call it on the spot too. So you're like, well, was that taunting? Was it not? No. Call it. <laughs> but now the NFL is like, oh no, we don't want that. And baseball's like, well, actually, that would help our spot or our sport be more popular. Yeah. So that's like a really interesting, like, well, you already have that. Now you're trying to eliminate it. And there's other sports trying to get that. Yeah. And it's not, it's, look, we weren't a part of those conversations. And honestly, we should have been. For how upset (laughs) I am and knowing how, you know, just random I am, I'm probably going to look at how this rule came about. And really look at yeah, what's going it, on. It does seem very random. Because, and and in my mind, it's like... If it ain't broke, don't fix exactly. it. Exactly. And also, too, to that point, is an individual celebrating an individual win is not pulling away from a team atmosphere. It's all, it's hyping the it's team up. It's part of the game, first of all. It's part of the fucking That's, game. And at every different position. And You're it's not just online. our game. It's or our game. It's not just the <laughs> It's not just football. It's every fucking sport. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Um, and again, you know, people are going to fucking kill me, but <laughs> women's soccer where she took her shirt off and like, 
uh, for the for Olympics. Yeah, yeah, like, are you fucking kidding me? Are we going to start taking right. that away? Like, goal, yeah, it's no longer a goal. Yeah. Okay. Dude. Like, what are we actually doing? Like, let them just play the game. L- yeah, stop. That's what we want to see. People weren't worried about this shit in, like, 1910, you know? They're like, <laughs> let's play a game, see who wins. And there was very little rules, actually. Yeah. Why is your... Why... Why... Whoever's creating these rules, why is your... It's like... Why is your whole thing yeah. of, well, this is... I don't like it. It's like, that. I don't give a fuck if yeah, you don't like exactly. it. Do fans like it? That's, that's what you don't understand, is do fans like it? Yes or no? And then if that is broken down into a percentage, if 80% say, we don't care about them taunting or what you consider taunting or celebrating, 80% said we don't care, then fucking keep it. 20% isn't going to do anything. That we have this week is the beloved Notre Dame. Who's Got my first 12. Notre Dame shout. There we go. <laughs> Versus number 18, Wisconsin, at Soldier Field in Chicago. Um, love to know your opinion, because I got my own, but I will have you, you know. Part of the Shamrock series. There we which, go. If you don't know what that means, basically Notre Dame just plays at cool places versus mm-hmm. good teams that are uh, highly uh, notable. They played at Yankee Stadium a couple years back, and um, almost you know, got to go to that game. Oh, that'd have been sick. Yeah, I just it, scheduling did not happen that way. So and they usually have some unique uniform yeah. that gets pulled out. So it's it's just a cool thing that, and more than the actual game, I want like this is why Notre Dame will probably never join a conference in college football. No, that's is because great. that's great. They kind of just do their own thing. Yeah. And they have such a following that they don't really need the conference no. because they always have that kind of mystique about them. Not sure why, because we never like win anything. But it's from the pre, you know, it's the history of Notre Dame. That's why I'm a fan. That's why I, my dad's a fan. Like that's how I got into Notre Dame in general. There's a tradition. We play who we want, unlike any other. <laughs> but, um, and this is exact. Like they can do stuff like this where they can yeah. kind of create their own brand. Or further their brand and create their own games that are like, hey, we want to play at Soldier Field. I bet they would let Notre Dame and Wisconsin play. And then they get somebody out and finalize that deal. And you boom. want some money? Let us play here. Right. That's pretty much how I'd see it. And, uh, you know, they were supposed to play in Dublin versus Navy during uh, well, COVID. So it, it was during COVID, but it was scheduled. Actually, I wanted to go to that. So but it's just like there's different stuff that Notre Dame does like that, that separates them from any other... Yeah. Because they're not, they're not uh, held to any standard besides their own institution. Yeah, and I think what happens, too, is I think... And I love that you brought it up. I think it even broadens their fan base, right? Yeah, like, for sure. hey, you know, I don't really have a team. You know, I'm not... I'm not really from... You know, I don't... I'm, yeah. I, I'm not really from. I don't really have any connections. But you know what? This team has the opportunity to play other people and... They do a lot of cool shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck. You were talking about the Dublin thing. That was the first thing I thought of when I saw that they were going to play. Right. It's like, how the fuck am I going to get to Dublin to watch this game? Yeah. You know, it's just... <laughs> it, it, like, it, what a scene that would be. Exactly. And you don't even have to be a... I mean, let's just say it was Wisconsin or, well, what was it? Uh, it doesn't matter. Notre Dame and Wisconsin at the time in Dublin. Like, if I'm not even a Notre Dame fan or a Wisconsin fan, I want to go to a fucking right. football You're game in Ireland. You're in a foreign country. You're watching football. That's, you know, probably good football. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's fucking cool. And to that point, I mean, they're playing the game in Chicago. Notre Dame's in South Bend, Indiana. Wisconsin's in Madison, Wisconsin. So, but it brings those kind of, you know, that Midwest thing together at 
a place, the Bear Stadium, where a bunch of people are common fans anyway. And so both those it's like a te- destination game. Yeah, and both those teams travel well. Oh yeah, you know it's like it, it, and who doesn't want to go to a, you know, like a pro stadium and watch their two teams play? Yeah, it's like, it's like a high school game. It's like a high school game playing at a college right. stadium or vice versa. I, yeah. I mean, it just it has like a bowl game feel to it. It really does, and and you know what? I wonder, you know, why not start doing this a little bit more in college football? Yeah, is add I'd that love to spread it out. Yeah, add that little flair. I mean, yes, we have bowl games at the end of the season, and but just add those little those little wrinkles yeah. into it and. You know, I would love that. It, yeah. It just, fuck. you know, get some of the top teams to play each other at state-of-the-art stadiums. Not saying Soldier Field is, but it's a place where people are going to go regardless of or the even, teams playing. So. Even pick, like, you know, five five top teams, right? Like, pick five top teams. Let's just say, for namesake, just Notre Dame, Alabama, Wisconsin, Auburn and Florida. Let's just name those five, right? And maybe you just put those games in different cities, right? And you just see, like, hey, this happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it gives the game a new look, too. It does. And also, too, like, hey, there's fans in these cities. These fans may not be, you know, it might not be of those games, but they may be a college football game Mm -hmm. fan. And exactly. And I would, I don't know, you know, logistically, that's on the NCAA to figure out. Right. It's in our wheelhouse just to tell them to, <laughs> to fucking put it, do it out there, there and go. see if the universe agrees. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so you know, Notre Dame's twelve, Wisconsin's eighteen. As far as the game goes, I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're very similarly similar, similarly built teams, institutions, um, and you know, it's kind of, like I said, it kind of has that bowl game like rivalry type feel to it where. Who doesn't want to win that big game on your schedule where you've been working out, you know, all offseason? You're like, I can't wait for the game at Soldier Field in Chicago. It's going to be, you know, and a lot of these guys have pro aspirations too. So yeah. Your first taste in that stadium with a lot of people there, I'm sure it'll be close to sold out, if not sold out. So I'm excited to watch it. I agree. I'm excited to watch it. I, I think too, and, and just like slight rumblings in NCAA football of, you know, um, Notre Dame is still kind of figuring out things, yeah, and, and definitely. <laughs> and, and you know what? I I think, I think games like this kind of set the tone for the rest of your season. Like if you're if you're a team that's got some question marks still into week four or five, like you know you're just kind of rolling mm-hmm. into it, going, uh, what what's going on here still? And as a devout fan as yourself, you're even going in going, fuck, like what's going on here? Yeah, you know? I'm literally thinking, like. I don't know, it's kind of a make-or-break game for us. Not like this puts us into the you know college playoff, but... It puts it into it, your you, season perspective. Right, it's like, well, if we blow out Wisconsin, like, okay, we're looking better. Yeah. And it's going to you know push us forward, but if it's a close, you know, sloppy... You know, there's a lot of connotations that go along with it. Yeah, and I, I, I just... Again, I'm talking more from the Notre Dame side. I don't know much about Wisconsin. I haven't watched any yeah. of their games. But again, just those rumblings throughout the NCAA, TV... You know, sports radio, things like that, and just hearing that, it's like you said, it's a make or break game, and you know, sloppy game becomes sloppy play. If you come out here and you know, knock some heads and are able to play a full, clean game, mm-hmm. it, it 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 pushes you into what your season can right. You could create the momentum that you exactly, need. exactly. I'm excited. It's gonna be cool. Thank you. For the love of God, have a day, mm. please. Give mm. me that moment one time in sports. 
See, even as I say it, I'm like, you know, it's not going to happen. My head. My oh. head. <laughs> oh, man. No, that's no. A, I believe you, Justin. Don't listen, uh, don't listen to the pessimistic guy in my head. We're going to win that shit. And we'll see what Cleveland's all about. I don't know. I assume there's some good food and stuff to do. I have no idea. I'll, I'll give a full report back. There next we week. go. How that's what that? we need. That's what we need. It's so going to Cleveland. Fields is starting. Lamar Jackson, we're in on. Chiefs, very good team. Yeah. But you got God in that game. Got to got to finish the game. Got to get uh, Tyreek Hill involved more. You got to be a little bit more diverse with that as and well. And we'll see what the Ravens look like going forward. They've had a very like competitive, intense two weeks with the yeah. Raiders game coming short in that one. And now the Chiefs game, which they're fortunate to have uh, Edwards Hilaire fumble the ball and get the ball back when the game, what have you. But... Um, Phenomenal game. Let's keep that going, NFL. Yeah. For damn sure. Taunting. Bitch. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here with that. Uh, yeah, let's tone it down on the taunting penalties. NFL, don't, why don't you call don't, the peanut and the polar bear before you make the call, I, and we'll, we'll, we'll tell you what's going on. I don't need six taunting penalties a game. It's not what I want to watch. I want to see the best perform, and if they do something great. Like, imagine if Deion Sanders played today. Is he going to get taunting all day long? I don't even think play. I yeah. think that he'd be he'd be fine so much. You're taking away guys like that. Yeah. So don't. How about just don't? I pissed agree. off about it. I agree. <laughs> oh, I feel the pissed off. And Notre Dame playing Wisconsin at my spot, Soldier Field in Chicago. It's gonna be a cool sight. It's actually nine a.m. as well, Pacific time, because we have the best sports times in the history of the Fuck world. Fuck yeah. Starts at nine. Starts at ten. We're all in all day. That's how you get shit done. East there Coast. We go. I mean, people got to learn. People got to learn one way or the other. People got to learn, man. But uh, figure it the hell out over there, East Coast. I mean, good heavens. <laughs> Polar bear, what do you got? Hey, you know, uh, big thing with me is uh, taunting is shitty, <laughs> and penalties should not be thrown for them. Um, other than that, I'm excited about the Notre Dame Wisconsin game as you uh, dropped in on. It's going to be a great game, and you know. What we need from the fans, if you will, of sports banter. We nice. need, uh, nice. you know, follow us on the Instagram page. Continue to interact with our content, underscore sports banter on Instagram. We have all of our links on there for our uh, our uh, blogs. Also, our uh, podcast. We stream our podcast onto multiple platforms. So, if you don't know it, get it. And if you don't know it, ask us. So, yeah. Just jumping in on that. Uh, but again, great episode as always. I love coming in here talking about sports, sports and football, mainly this, you know, this, again, as I said earlier, it's football. It's fall, baby. It's fall. Yeah, it is fall. And I thought this as I was waiting for you to come today, I was like, the worst part, not the worst part, but like the sad part about the beginning of football season is like, it's already week three. And I hate that. Oh my God. I, I, I hate, I'm like, oh, uh, can we just... Slow down. Erase those two yes. and go back to week yes. one. It yes. goes by so I damn agree. fast. It's we like, need more football. It's the anticipation, and then it's like, okay, it's happening, but slow it down for me. Would you ever want, and I know this is kind of pushing out our, our, like our closing, but <laughs> would you ever want, as an NFL fan, would you ever want, and I've asked this to numerous people, is would you ever want to have the regular season, to have the Super Bowl, and then have a Four weeks, seven on seven competition somewhere in the spring. You'll have to tune in next week to find out. 
But for episode 34, Sports Panther, out.